All right, so I have a special guest on this uh, interview segment, a good friend of mine. Um, I've worked for him, um, had a pleasure of uh, working on the same features. Um, my good friend, Eric Erickson. How are you doing? Good, sir. Hey, it's good to see you, man. I haven't seen you for a while. Yeah, I know. I think like two years. Um, we worked on Arctic Apocalypse. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, was it, that was two years ago, you know? It's, it feels like there's no time and space anymore. It's yeah. All, it's all <laughs> wobbly and figure it out. But yeah. yeah. It was uh, after the pandemic and before the pandemic. Before, That's yeah. Only, only AP and BP. Are we going to start calling it that? I, I'll call it that. But yeah, um, it's good to have you on the show. Um, you know, we worked on uh, Jurassic Galaxy together. We've kind of like run in the same circles, I guess. You know, John Condalick, James Condalick, who we've had on the show before. So Eric, just tell us what about yourself and your background, just for any viewers. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a filmmaker, uh, writer, actor, uh, director, I guess, uh, multi-hyphenate, um, also an author. Uh, I founded a, a small production company. We're growing, but I shouldn't say small. We're growing mm -hmm. uh, called Viking Dog. We're an entertainment company. We do film and publishing and we have some other projects that we work on. And um, I'm just uh, stumbling along in this little industry like everybody else. And I'm a storyteller. That's what I tell people when they ask me what I do. It's all about telling stories and entertaining people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, I was doing, uh, you know, cause I've known you for, God, for like maybe like three years, but you know, just kind of like doing research. It's, uh, cool to see like, um, just your whole background, you know, um, using the most of the IMDb and, you know, um, with your book and then just acting and, you know, um, so that you were a wrestler too, which was like the coolest thing. Well, I did, I did some, I did, okay. um, I, I was a chan, I, duh. I worked with, I was Sting stunt double for the WWE for a commercial. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my introduction, but I was trained. We did a pilot called Stuff She'll Never Let You Do, which was kind of a top tier meets the man show. Mm -hmm. So it was a bunch of husbands who get to do all this wacky stuff that the wives would never let them do. And one of them was get into a ring with a professional wrestler. So I got trained. And I got to do a bout and a, a match, and um, that was fun. And then I ended up on Lucha Underground, where I went up against Conan, and in a in a sequence, you know, and that mm. was a blast, you know, shooting that with him. And and I have a lot of friends who were in, who are former WWE wrestlers, and uh, just all these people that I've met that are so you know, Katrina Lee is a friend of a really good friend of mine, and. Ended up hanging out with John Hannigan for a while, and and uh, Dave Mazzani is a friend of mine, and it's just a fun group of people because they're it's all I love it because they're all characters. Yeah, like you meet the real person, and they're totally it's just like actors. It's you know yeah. it's totally different. Well, I was gonna say for um, this is uh, since airing on a segment of serving up uh, comics or comic book show, it's very comic booky where it's like the mask and then the secret identity, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, even when I did some of the training, that was one of the things I talked to you about is like, this is a character, like mm -hmm. you have to sell this. And it's like, this isn't who you are outside the ring. It's like, you're creating this character, put on the mask and, you know, play the part, which as an actor appeals to me, I get that, you know, yeah. so it's very fun. And 
like sell the pain (laughs) (laughs) yeah no dude that's that's great because uh i was gonna say are you were you a hero or a heel though i um i was uh in real life (laughs) oh um your character now because no you're like the cool yeah Cool when student, I was so. well, when I was on when I did Lucha, we were heels. Because okay, he was a was a was a he wasn't a baby face, but he was he was the hero of the segment. And when we did um, stuff, she'll never let you do. Um, I was a I was a baby face. I was a, a hero in that, you know. So it's been I I never had the chance to like go full on. Like mm-hmm. by the time I kind of got into it, I realized I'm not a spring chicken anymore. Yeah, you know, so it's like I don't want to get thrown around. Like I, the first time I ever ran, I ever ran the ropes, just in training. The next day I woke up and my entire back was just black and blue, Jeez. just from running the ropes. Wow! And I was like, Do I want to do this? No, it's fun to learn. It's fun to have it in my repertoire. I definitely, whenever I do fighting and stunts in films, I use what I've learned. Yeah, there's um. I love a good spear. I love a good bulldog. I love a good, you know, some of the, you know, Roman Reigns is a jackass, but I love some of the stuff that he does, you know, so I will, I'll kind of borrow some of that. Still haven't done the Superman punch in a movie, but one day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll have to see that. (laughs) (laughs) I think you could do it. Yeah. Um, I could get, I trained in Muay Thai. So it's just a dragon punch. It's just getting that air, you know, mm -hmm. coming down with that, but yeah. Momentum. Um, Eric, um, also kind of lending itself to these you know the show um you know we have comic book fans but a lot are video game fans and uh as some listeners may not know you are big joe in life is strange too tell, us a, tell us a little bit about that because that's um i'm a i'm a big square enix fan you know i'm uh i love uh, some of the games um the first life is strange is great um played a lot of the um played a lot of the spinoffs and everything talk a little bit about working with uh square so so the the first film i did um far cry primal i was in i wasn't in the game but i was in the 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 ad campaign so i actually played the main character in the commercials so that kind of got me into like that circle and then um i i read for life is strange too i knew nothing about the game i'd never heard of it and um, I got cast and we shot it. I'm sorry, we shot, we recorded it um, in a little studio. And it was, it was a blast. I think we did five days and I didn't know anything about the character. So the, the voice director really worked a lot with me and he's like, trust me, this is what it is. They didn't even have a character design for me to see. Hmm. So he's like, they were very adamant that it's like, that's, it's you like your voice is perfect what we're looking for and that's what every actor wants to hear but the director if i remember correctly was in france and he actually called in and he would like give his notes so i'm listening to one guy in the other room and then i hear a voice like from uh, from coming in from france with this accent he's like oh do it like this and i'm like <laughs> okay you know change everything and it was it was the one tough thing about it was it was a lot of one-liners and if you play the game you know it's 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 not he doesn't pontificate he doesn't have these big monologues or anything Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of just like hey shut up hey so you know it was one throwing out one-liners and and the 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 voice director was very like great you know i just i need this version i need this version i need this version 
So it was a lot of fun. I'd never really done anything like it before. And then it, when it came out, I didn't realize how big the fan base was. And I didn't realize how passionate they were about these characters. Mm-hmm. And I started watching some of the playthroughs and how much they hate this guy. <laughs> and then I was listening to these people like, oh, that asshole, the freaking this, da, 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 da. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> you did the job, yeah. I'll take it, mm-hmm. you know. So, so every once in a while, I'll pop in and I'll, I'll, I'll be on like Instagram and I'll scroll through and I'll see people talking about it. I'll be like, oh, I'm glad you like the, I'm glad you like the character. And they'll be like, Big Joe responded to my thing. Oh my god! I, I was like, all right, that makes my day. You know, that's, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, because I was gonna say like Big Joe, like uh, he's a really like rough character. He's just like, you know, just a big biker dude, right? Yeah, he's a he's like he works on the pot farm and he kind of like he oversees the the kids and mm-hmm. he's he just doesn't take any crap. He's just yeah. really kind of like he doesn't hate his job, but he definitely doesn't he doesn't want to be there. He's like he, he just kind of goes through the motions and doesn't want to deal with their shenanigans. He gets hit in the head one point with a with an ashtray, I think it was yeah not the kid yeah, one yeah. One. i think spoiler alert mm-hmm. but <laughs> well i mean the game's been out for like that's true i yeah. think we're past that, but, yeah but it was, was fun it was the hardest part for me really was like when i do a lot of um over the years i've done a lot of villains and and a lot of times they ask me to like go like play with your voice and like give it more character and you know i've done like some voiceovers like a almost like a clint eastwood thing Mm-hmm. Or it's like, just show me your money, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that was one thing is like, I kind of slipped into that. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, just play it straight. Just use your normal, your normal voice. So it was a learning experience as well as enjoyable. You know, yeah. as an actor, you're always looking to walk away with something and learn from it. I definitely did. Yeah, I can imagine. I was going to say also, it must have been interesting because, um, you know, if anyone is not familiar with the games, um, Life is Strange is um, choose your own adventure sort of storytelling. So you're you're acting in like two different or three different storylines sometimes where each decision the player makes, um, you know, and you're doing kind of different takes. How is it? How is that like? It was weird because basically on the wall, there was a readout. There was a screen and it had and, and every day I would go in and they're like, here's your lines for the day. And you have no context whatsoever. You have absolutely no idea. So before each like kind of line or grouping, the the vocal director would be like, okay, I want this one really angry. Or I want this one, he's like, good. Now let's try it like, you know, like not as angry. And it was, I had no idea the context of the scene. And he wouldn't tell me. So it was really like, you're, you're really playing the emotion or you're playing the moment. Mm-hmm. versus like playing out an entire scene so yeah. when i finally saw this the cutscenes and i saw the, the the gameplay i was like oh that's what i was doing you know oh that's what i got hit with or that's mm-hmm. that's that's who i was yelling at you know so but i definitely remember my favorite one was when he's he's driving in the truck and they're talking in the back of the truck and we had to do a whole bunch of takes of like how to tell him to shut up back there he's like I forget the exact line, but it's not like damn kids or it's like freaking, freaking, yeah. you know, kind of, <laughs> but yeah, that was tough. Cause like I had no context. 
So you really have to you listen to the direction and listen to what they want because you have to, they know, and they're not going to really share it with you. I know that the, um, I forget the guy's name. He was really a great guy, but he also did like the Transformers cartoon. He was the vocal director on the, a bunch of the different Transformers projects and stuff. So he really knew his stuff and he really knew, he's really good at working with actors and getting out what he needed. So apparently the game did well. People enjoyed it. So he did his job. I did my job. So yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Just watching the <laughs> the cutscenes and everything. Yeah, your performance really comes across well, and you know you really dwelled into the character. I felt. Oh, thank you. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a lot of fun. So. Did you have um, any familiar with uh, video games in general, or? I've always been like a first person shooter. Oh, okay. You know, I, I, I've always been, I, mine was always, well, I play Warcraft now. Oh, okay. So I have a, I have a hunter and his name's Hater and, and nice. I, I, I pretty much play almost every day, at least for like a half hour. Yeah. So I keep it, wanting to run. I hope I run into Henry Cable and be like, ah, oh. he <laughs> um, I heard, I heard that guy's like the biggest World of War. He's guy. huge. Like you've heard the story, like he got the call for Superman. He's like, I can't, I'm on a raid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could have, uh, like, put it on speaker. Yeah, it's, I would. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it, so I, I I used to play a lot of, like, Medal of Honor was my game. Nice. Like, literally, I would, I way too much. To the point I finally had to put away my PlayStation and my, my PS2 and 3. I was like, I'm spending too much time on this. And then I got into Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know well, where hey, I went. Anything's good in moderation. I feel yeah well during, over the last couple you know it, it was great over the last year you know yeah. it was really a, a, a lifesaver many times i really enjoyed playing um you know it's the new expansion pack you know i've gotten into that i've kind of i need to get into it a little more because i uh, uh i need to level up my player a little bit more yeah my tune um i uh I don't know, like Shadowlands has been it's been kicking my ass. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I go back to the old one and I'll just kind of fly around on my dragon for a while and be like, oh, let's just find food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean anything, you know, that helped us get to the year that was 2020. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so going off of you know, you're a actor, but as we said earlier, you're a storyteller. Um, tell us a little bit about your book. You have um, a book that's available on Amazon um, and other platforms, um, Ascension. Um, tell us just a little bit, process of writing, coming up with it. How it's yeah, um, and Ascension's a book. I, God, I worked on it for a long time. Uh, I think almost 10 years, not through it, but definitely I worked on it. It got put in a drawer for a long time and then I pulled it out and a little bit more of a mature writer i'm like okay now i need to look at this and um it's been compared to dan brown which i will totally take um it's it's uh it's about a group of scientists who find out that when people die they don't die they, they go to a, another plane of existence so it's about them discovering how to access this plane of existence that has an has crossed back over and had an effect in our history throughout human history and then there's the you, you have to have the villain so there's a secret society that wants access to this world and um so it's kind of like a stargate meets 
How do, how do we, how did somebody say it? It's Stargate meets the Da Vinci Code meets Dead Like Me. It's <laughs> kind of like, it's very, it's like, you know, Clive Cussler is another, you know, it's got that kind of like pushing forward. It's very adventurous, you know, cliffhangers at the end of the chapter and a lot of action and, and secret things going on. Um, very proud of it. It's, it's, it was a lot of fun to write. It was really like, you know that you're writing something that you're you're the, there's something special when i was doing the edits and i literally was losing myself in the editing process and realizing that i hadn't made any notes and like mm -hmm. 30 40 pages not that it was perfect uh, by no means because there's always something but yeah. but losing yourself in the story this is like with a movie like if you start losing yourself when you're editing the film you're doing something right because you're enjoying the story as well yeah. so yeah, so it's available on Amazon. Hardcovers available from Barnes and Noble. Um, Ebook available. Google, iTunes, uh, Kobo, Amazon. All the normal, all the usual suspects. Gotcha. So yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really proud of it. It's. I have a copy laying around here somewhere. But. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say I could cut away to the the book art, but yeah, the book art looks cool, and yeah, you know the fact that you know you independently published it, and um, you know it's got it got it through and everything. Yeah, it was a that's like so Viking Dog. That was one thing about my my company is it started out as a production company for film. So I wrote and directed a film called Truth that we did really really well in the festival circuit. Um, we won a, a lot of awards, directing, acting, best feature. Um, I ended up going to Russia to present it at a Russian film festival, which is an amazing experience. And I'm not satisfied with just doing one thing. Mm -hmm. so, I, so I started expanding the company. And I'm like, what else can we do that's part of storytelling? So that's when the books came in naturally. So we publish, um, you know, Ascension was our first novel. We have a series of... Um, factoid books called the little book series and they're just little like fun like bathroom books that you sit there you know oh, okay. like vikings and wolves and <laughs> knights and the old west and they're just fun little you know books kids kind of kids dig them adults dig them they're fun to read yeah and then we just signed um douglas rapaport who's his next book is called dead people mm -hmm. and it's a science fiction book and i kind of described it as Chuck Palahniuk meets Douglas Adams and it's it's dark comedy but it's sci-fi and it's really a fun fun read it's got kind of a Sam Spade Mickey Spillane kind of spin to it as well kind of a, a noirish uh, assassin kind of thing um, so that's going to come out in November so we're currently dealing with the final edits on that getting the cover art finished hopefully this week and start promoting that really soon nice. um, so yeah you know we got a couple other films that we're, we got about four films in the, in the slate right now that we're developing and hoping to go out for financing and you know how that whole process works. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, moving forward, never stop it. Never doubt yeah. your power, man. Yeah, no, that's, you know, self-belief, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a brilliant power right there. I was going to say, yeah, you know, you're like the most interesting man in the world. You got, uh, so many, <laughs> uh, you know, different sort of, uh, ventures and everything. I definitely do. And I mean, the other thing too, is like, I also believe in giving back. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's an important part of not just as a person, but as a business. So one thing that that Viking dog does is we 
we donate a portion of all of our profits and our proceeds to Wolf Rescue, which is a which is a cause that's very close to my heart. I got to spend some time with Wolf Rescue cases, and it just it changes you when you get to interact with these animals and you hear the mm -hmm. stories and everything. So we donate a portion of the proceeds as well as we have inspirational and motivate. I'm a, I love going to the gym. Um, if you follow yeah. me on Instagram, you see me always posting, you know, I lost a lot of weight mm -hmm. and I'm very, try, try to be very fit now. And, and so, um, we have a line of like gym shirts and motivational shirts that we donate a portion to wolves. And then we have a series of actual wolf shirts where hundred percent of the proceeds of those shirts goes to wolf rescue. So we're currently in the middle of a big race. Um, so hopefully we're going to sponsor our own wolf with uh, Wolf Connection, which is here in California. Mm -hmm. um, so that's our goal right now. So if you go to the Viking store, the Viking dog store.com, you can order your own shirt and a portion of that money goes to help with Wolf Rescue. So yeah. the cause is really close to my heart. Oh yeah. You know, um, cause I, I follow it and I follow your campaign. You know, I think it's really important too, because, um, I believe during the last administration, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, you know, environmental protections were ceased and not, you know, a lot of, yeah. uh, work that needs to be done. I would imagine. Yeah. The wolves were taken off the endangered species list because technically they were but as soon as they did all of the states not all the states but a number of states started instituting hunts mm. and these hunts are some of them are unregulated some of them are regulated but even the 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 environmental people the people who who made the laws are saying they're not needed there there's a big argument over like there are pups that are being killed in the dens, which is against the rules. They're in Oregon. There were some that were killed from a helicopter. There, it, it's a big. The discussion isn't being had about what needs to happen. And you know, I'm all about having a, a civil discussion about it. But at the same time, this isn't it. You know, so you'll see hashtag stop the hunt and, and a lot of these things. And I've gotten a few few interesting tweets about how i need to shut the hell up but Jeez. You, know, yeah. you know i was called a tree hugger and if you've ever met me that's <laughs> not me <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know i mean uh yeah i mean i don't know yeah teach you know everyone has their own opinion but yeah definitely have to but you can't I, the the thing and i'll do, without going off on a on a, on a rant mm -hmm. what you can't deny is that a place like wolf connection or apex or some of these groups they take in wolves that have been injured, that have been, um, some of them have been trapped, some of them have been tortured, some of them are wolf hybrids that people shouldn't even have, and they give them a place to be safe. Hmm. So whether or not you believe, whatever the discussion is about the hunts, that's one thing. Yeah. You can't, I, I just don't see how somebody can argue that places like those that we support don't do amazing work and aren't helping these animals and wildlife rescue and everything that they do. So that's, that's where our, uh, our donations go yeah. is to that, you know, I'll, I'll have a discussion as long as anybody wants to have a discussion with me about yeah. the hunt, but I don't think you can argue with the work that these places do. And it's just absolutely amazing. If you ever have a chance to go visit or mm -hmm. take part in one of their programs. Yeah. So. Well, I really commend you for, you know, all, all of your efforts and conservation and everything. So, Thank you. yeah. Um, so yeah, save the wolves campaign. Definitely look at on Viking dog entertainment and kind of. Vikingdogstore.com. 
bikingdogstore.com. Yeah, Thank you. There. And kind of wrapping up the interview on a lighter note, since this is airing on our uh, comic book podcast and you're a writer, um, have you in, ha, has your writing been influenced by any comic books or anything? Oh, my God. I have a stack of them. Oh, really? Okay. Like, I still have, like, old ones from when I was a kid. So, so without getting into how old I am, um, like, I am still a fan. Like, I remember, like, so, like, I grew up on, like, G.I. Joe, um, Spider-Man, Secret Wars, nice. X-Men, like, the early, like, before they did the relaunch, you know, <laughs> the Phoenix saga, you know, that, yeah. that whole kind of period. The brood scared the living crap out of me as a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea they get inside, you know, that. Yeah. So definitely the storytelling. But another thing, like visually, like I'll sit there and just look at the way that story gets laid out in the, in the panels. You know, and that is something. The Marvel Super Specials. I don't know if you remember oh, those. Yeah. They would do the magazine ones. Like mm -hmm. I, I have a pile of those and I still have all of those. I love those. Yeah, I was um, I, I was reading um, a lot of that era during the quarantine. So I read like a lot of like giant size and um, I think it was like super villain team up. I think it's yeah. like such a brilliant one because it centers on Dr. Doom, who's uh, I think the most interesting Marvel villain. And it's like Dr. Doom, like interacting with like the politics of the time because he meets like Henry Kissinger, he meets with like the president, and it's like he's. I used to love it, like like Superman fights Muhammad Ali. Yeah, like that one. Or um, I remember that I remember there were the DC Marvel crossovers. Oh yeah, seventies and eighties. Mm -hmm. You know those I remember. And um, another one like here's here here your 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 viewers will be like, what is he talking about? There used to be a, a comic book called Team America. Okay. You ever heard of it? I know the not the not the Matt. not the puppets. Yeah. So Team America, it was a motorcycle team. Okay. And it was Marvel Comics, and it only lasted like 10 issues and they canceled it. Hmm. And as a kid, I would read it, I read it, and I never got to read like the last step, the last issue. Yeah. Find out how it all ended because there was this character called Marauder. Okay. He's like this secret special guy that always saved the other members of the team but they didn't know who he was and they would hint at like maybe he's one of them and maybe he's not no, no, no. so it took me like 20 years before i was finally able to get a hold of the like last issue and actually read it and be like oh that's how it ended eh. <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of these books were like you know some of them have like really definitive endings like i'm thinking of like ron space night yeah you know where people die but some of them you have to think like uh forgot what it was like omac or uh it was a lot of like steve gerber if you're familiar mm -hmm. with that writer like a lot of his stuff just ends and it's not like they reached the conclusions because the sales weren't they there cancel it. they had to they, they only allowed so many so many titles and then mm -hmm. there was the there was this you know there was the boom and bust and boom and bust and boom yeah and bust. um like another i was really big into alpha flight because i grew up near the canadian border yeah and like i was really you know sasquatch and, and puck and, mm -hmm. and and heather and all guardian and all of the like i loved those and then i kind of fell out of it but you know that's when i that's the movie i'm waiting for i think it'd be yeah. a better animated series personally but yeah they're an interesting that's what i'm excited about yeah 
and bring back Wolverine on the team. <laughs> yeah, like they could, like you know, they they would weave that into it. It was, you know, that was a great story. I really loved that one. Um, I remember reading Defenders. Defenders, like, yeah. Like the original Defenders, not the, you know, the Netflix thing was so different than, yeah. you know, the Hulk and Doctor I Strange. read Hulk a lot when he, in the 80s, when they did the whole, he became Smart Hulk, but it was different than the Professor Hulk that came later. So I know his stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the it's better than the Endgame version of uh, Smart Hulk. <laughs> which was like it was it was you knew he was smart because he went out i'm serious look it up mm-hmm. he because he, everybody jokes about his pants about like how his pants would rip and what the heck with that in the in the 80s he went out and he got a pair of shorts that changed. he was able to create shorts that changed with his size so you knew he was the smarter hulk because he wore these shorts versus mm-hmm. the the ripped jeans they're like oh he's the smart hulk now. <laughs> Man, that's 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 like such a comic booky idea. Like you could change your pants. You know, it's like stuff like that. It's just like makes me love comic books. Like, you know, just these weird like concepts you have in no other form of media, you know. Oh, it's amazing. Like there's an entire issue where he becomes a hero. And I this is one that like I'm sure it's it's very valuable. I tried to look it up. And you know, I can only spend so much money on comics even at yeah. this point in my life. But there's an issue where he gets like a ticker tape. The whole issue is a celebration of Hulk. And he gets a parade in New York and all the other heroes are there and they all come to like talk about how wonderful he is. Then Watcher shows up and freezes everything so he can actually interact with them so nobody else knows. And it's this amazing issue where you're like, I remember reading as a kid and being like, wow, you know, he really is a hero. He finally like, you know, he's not this raging the raging out of control uh, beast anymore, you know, and you see the arc. And I, I think that's, what's always been great for me about him is there's, there's still an arc with Hulk, even yeah. though he's not, he, some people look at him, he's so simple. And in the early days he was, but then you start, you know, learning about him and then planet Hulk, mm-hmm. you know, you get that whole thing and then you get into red Hulk and all the other stuff. Yeah. Son of Hulk. He has a lot of pathos to him. I'll say that. Oh yeah. And then, and then, um, uh, Wolverine, then you get into the whole, the, I'm totally blanking on the name, the, the one that the, that Wolverine was based on, the future, oh. Logan. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, and then you get into the inbreds and the, yeah. the crazy stuff, you know, that was amazing, <laughs> amazing, <laughs> that story. Yeah. You know, Hawkeye, old Hawkeye. Across the mm-hmm. Yeah, so, some, some really interesting Hulk stuff, but yeah, yeah. but no, but yeah. Um, I definitely have comic history. My mom used to throw them out like everybody else. Ugh. You know, Star Wars. I remember reading the Star Wars comic books as a kid. Like, loved those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a pleasure geeking out with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, uh, you know, not too many people know, like, you know, that kind of uh, era of comics, like Chris Claremont. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was really important to me because I was a single kid growing up. My, I had a sister, but a single mother. My sister was adopted. She came along a little later. So I had a lot of time by myself. So comics definitely shaped shaped me for better or worse. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But well, we're appreciative of comics on the show, but a little short on time. But I wanted to um, 
um, have you, what, um, where can people follow you at any, um, any listeners, um, anything you want to plug? Best place is, uh, I I'm big on Instagram. That's it's a happy place. So the angry Viking on Instagram and then check us out, uh, Viking dog ENT on Instagram is our production company. And you can learn more about our, our, the movies, the books, the wolf, the wolf work that we do. Um, that's a great place to start. Okay. Uh, that's where I would send people. So yeah. Instagram's happy place. Yeah. It's, I, I love that app. Yeah. It's, it's the better app. Stay, I stay on that instead of Twitter sometimes, but yeah. But no, thank you for joining us, Eric. It's been a that was pleasure. a blast, man. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Hope to have you on again soon.